You are listening to Trophy Horse with your hosts, Tricky Mick, Alex, I Yield to No One, Mark, and Troy. Hello everyone and welcome to Trophy Horse. This is episode 288 and I am being forced to host this week because Tricky is not joining us today and well, uh, the fans have gotten Lucia feeling a little bit uh, self-conscious about his hosting. About it. Tricky said I'm not allowed to. So you let Tricky punk you out of hosting? Not, not punk me out. Hey, I'm just saying. Until there's an official poll made where I get the feedback, then I will start hosting. I'm not going to go... By word of mouth, I want the facts. Just the facts. Just the facts. Here's here's the problem. I feel that you don't feel as if you're appreciated enough, Lucia, oh, to host. Oh, I'm definitely not. Before I was even like brought on here, there's constantly people like, oh, we want Mark on the show, we want Mark on the show. And then I was, I was like, oh, no, no hosting. Well, you know, I want to let you know, Mark, that I appreciate you. I appreciate you as much as I appreciate Troy. What's the business? Ah, yes. The word came down that I was supposed to host today, but I have never in my entire 36 years of existence ever hosted a podcast, and I feel very uncomfortable. I feel definitely self-conscious about that. You know, it's not uh, it's not as hard as you might think. I mean, Tricky can do it, so, I mean, <laughs> you, could put a mong- you could put a mongoose in front of a microphone and they could probably do it. I feel more comfortable being the hype man. I mean, it's. I mean, when you're hosting a show, you have to like actually pay a little bit more attention than you normally would because you have to wrangle the conversation and make sure everything stays on track, and so you can't kind of wander off with your thoughts and such. So, uh, but it's not hard hosting a podcast. Honestly, the hardest part about hosting the podcast, and Tricky will know this 100, percent is segues. <laughs> yeah, segues always either fall apart or just get like blatantly pointed out anyway. So that's a bad segue could just throw off the mood, the hype, the, the the organic, natural flowing of the conversations. A bad segue can just derail everything. Troy, you said they fall apart, but that's assuming that they were either cogent or co- coherent in the first place. That's a good point. Yep, indeed. All right, I'll give it a shot one of these days. I just don't feel comfortable doing it today. Maybe next week. Maybe. <laughs> Troy's like, he's going to say that every week. Maybe next week. Yeah, maybe next week. Yeah. It's like, it's we'll like that, that sign you'll see at a bar. It says free drinks tomorrow. Right. I got I to gotta get myself psyched up. I got to, like, you know, drink a bunch of coffee and just, like, go crazy. I'm just calling right now. Troy will host episode 400. Maybe we should get Troy to do 300. Well, we'll see what happens, man. I could, I, I could, I could do a dry run before three hundred, probably. Yeah. But yeah, three hundred—that'd be great. Yeah, I could get, I do all kinds of preparation for that one. All right. Well, before we get too ahead of ourselves, let's go over our updated trophy count, Troy. So I am still currently level nineteen, three thousand two hundred and thirty-eight trophies with thirty-eight platinums. I didn't earn any trophies, but I did actually play some games, so that's good. All right. We'll get more into that when we do what you've been playing. How about you, Lucia? What are you at? I went up a level. I'm now level 27. Yes. Wow, good job. Thank you. My trophy count is now 6,553, and I have 28 platinums. 
So I have a new one. I'm getting close to 30. What is your new platinum? Batman the Telltale series. Which I'm sure that our fans are waiting with bated breath to hear about... That new Batman hotness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Batman's been the hotness for years. I know. Yeah, it's no almost like too much Batman. Well, in recent years, and that kind of like... I guess the Batman Begins movie started that, but really, like the, the Arkham games is kind of where the video games kind of got little... Yeah, it's kind of all brought to a head around the same time with the uh, the the Arkham games and the uh, the Nolan movies. They all kind of came together and became like hugely popular about the same time, which kind of made a huge inundation of Batman in in popular culture and media. But I feel like in, I, in all lot- I blame the comics really because when the new Fifty Twos came out, there was just Batman. Then there was the Batman. Then there was Batman Incorporated. Then there was Batman and Robin. And then there was a Gotham. Comic. Like it was the point where how like Marvel was having like Wolverine, Logan, Wolverine and the X Men, and like Wolverine was in like every X Men comic and had his own standalone comics. He had about I think at one point seven different comic books coming out every other week that had Wolverine in it. Batman That's was crazy. the same way in the New Fifty Twos. He had about six or seven comic books total. Man, that's nuts. So it's too much Batman. Just a little bit. You're saying Alex? I will say that Batman. I feel like Batman hasn't gotten stale. Like say zombies. Or um, Call of Duty or Assassin's Creed. Like, I don't have some kind of animus towards Batman like I do towards those other things, which have been. Yeah, no, I get that for sure. Uh, Even just in general, like with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like, I feel like I'm getting really fatigued with all that whole thing, like the Avengers and stuff like that. Like, I'm less and less excited for every subsequent movie that comes out, but I don't feel the same way about Batman, at least not yet. Well, I'm more of a Marvel fan than. than a DC fan, so we will have to disagree there. Sure. No, yeah, no, absolutely. That's the thing. Is my thing is uh, overall, I like Marvel better. Uh, DC, though, I Batman is my guy, and so Batman overpowers my love for anything else in any comic book, including Marvel. So DC, like it, Batman, is the dude for me. Uh, but I don't care about anything else DC uh, other than the the Batman uh, villains. Those are the best villains. So wow. I think. Uh, for heroes, I think Marvel's got the best heroes. I think that their heroes are, are better overall than the DC heroes. But then I also feel that DC has the best villains, and the best of the best villains are. Well, Batman I don't know. Villains. Like if we're if yeah, we're gonna get into that, like X Men has some pretty good villains, and they're more powerful than the Batman villains too. Oh, well, you can't talk about powerful. Like Batman in general, his villains have all been more grounded in more of like a psychological and mental standpoint. Compared to like how Marvel's just like, okay, this big hulking ogre is going to destroy everything. We have to stop him. Whereas Batman's like, oh, you have to solve riddles with the Riddler and he's insane or the Joker. Like, he, Batman's more tested on a mental level as a hero than most superheroes. I will are. say, have, have either of you watched, yeah, that- uh, Troy, this, well, it goes out to both of you. Have either of you watched Gotham, the TV series Gotham? Yes, uh, I watch it all the time. And it's it's not yeah, even. Yeah, it is great. I mean, like, I'm really, so really good. It, I'm so far it's young Bruce Wayne. Show. I just actually finished season two on Netflix. Um, but young, it's young Bruce Wayne. But you get to see younger Alfred Pennyworth when he's kind of a badass and can actually fight. And then, like, you actually see yeah. a lot of the villains, like yep. how they come into being. It's pretty damn awesome. Especially like, yep, the guy who plays it, Penguin it, it's, and it's the guy really who plays um, Riddler. Uh, they're awesome. Like, all the people that were cast for that show are really good at it. Yep. Like, they are really good in their roles. 
Uh, sorry, I can't forget. Yep. I can't remember the names of those two particular actors. Corey Michael Smith, I think, is Edward Nigma, and I can't for the life of me. Rotten Lord Prince, maybe for Penguin. But every, yeah, no, so no, everyone no. in that is just really, really good. So if you haven't watched Gotham or you need to catch up, watch it on Netflix. There's like 46 episodes between season one and season two, so a lot to watch there. Yeah, and I think season three, the first half of season three, just uh, finished up on Fox, and yeah, I'm caught up. But yeah, it's it's a great. I will say this though, as much as I like Gotham, and there's this part of me that hopes it doesn't do well on Fox. So CW can buy it and put it on Friday nights and just have everything. So like, CW has a, yeah, a monopoly on the on the basically, DC because they're doing so great. The fact that I actually care about DC Legends of Tomorrow now, which I hated at first, and I'm like, well, they have nothing going on Friday. Supernatural, you know, you guys are basically done soon. It's like put Gotham on there, like just ex- have the Flash explain it, like it's a different alternate world, Earth, just like Supergirl. So it's like boom, done. It's explained now. It's tied in. Yeah, the timeline's probably maybe skewed. It's funny watching Gotham, too, sometimes. Like, it's hard to pin down when that show is supposed to have taken place because, like, a lot of the cars and, and stuff have, like, a real 70s vibe, but then, like, they'll pop in with, like, cell phones and, like, more modern technology. I'm just, it's like, what, perplexed by it sometimes. In the production value, it kind of has a noir theme to it. So it's yeah, kind of like, is definitely. This, I was like, what is this? Yeah, is this supposed to be taking place in a modern day time or in the past? Like, if, but, it, I mean, it's an amazing show. I really, really like it. Yeah. All right. Yes, I was I was really into that Batman conversation because because quite frankly, like I am not a big fan of anything that DC does. Um, I think the first Justice League looked absolutely the the first trailer for the Justice League movie looked terrible. Um, because I feel like it's too jokey. It's not serious enough. Um, but no, everything Batman is pretty damn awesome. So I, I can appreciate anything uh, related to Batman, whether it be a TV show, a movie, or a video game. Okay, it's amazing. It actually came in the Arkham Origins Collector's Edition. That's how I got it, uh, the Blu-ray. But it's basically a documentary about the villains in the DC oh, universe, and that. it like does like a deep dive on like their their motivations and the yeah. reasons why they exist and and all this stuff. And it's super interesting. I definitely recommend that Didn't if anybody. Different psychologists like talk yeah, about like it. it's yeah. like it's like pop culture people and psychologists and all this stuff. And, and it's 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 a dope ass documentary. If you get a chance, it's called The Necessary Evil. I definitely give it a watch. It's it's bomb. There's actually a book that I saw because I was at Barnes and Noble last night that actually is basically that documentary, but in a full. It's called uh, Batman and Psychology: A Dark and Stormy Night, but night is spelled K. You know, like night. Like yeah, they've actually got two of those. They've got a Batman and Philosophy book. They're actually on my Amazon wish list. I, as soon as they drop in price and I have some free time to read them, I plan on getting them. Hold fourteen dollars right now. They drop pull in those price. up. Yeah, so I'm looking. Hold on, let me pull up my list here. Because yeah, those are those are definitely on my shopping list for Amazon. God, well, here, it's give you my updated trophy count here real quick. I'm level 28. Yes. I have 5,806 5, trophies, and I have 81 platinums in 80 games. And while we're talking about deals, while Troy's looking, I do want to say that if get on the PlayStation Network for the holiday deals this week, because there's actually some really good ones. Until Dawn is on sale, as is Firewatch and Song of the Deep. Uh, I already have Until Dawn. However, I just bought Firewatch and Song of the Deep, so there's some really good deals this week. So I'd say hop on there uh, and get you some... Especially until dawn. 
until dawn is what seven ninety nine right now if you have yeah. plus like that's yeah. a great I d- deal. I don't know that those those unfortunately are going to go down on Tuesday morning, so I don't know that anybody is actually going to be able. But that'll uh, week three of the sale will be live then, so definitely check and see what's on there. We don't know right now what's going to be on that, but definitely do that. So yeah, the Batman and Psychology book is uh, a dark and stormy night. Is spelled K N I G T, uh, and then there's the Batman and Philosophy. It's called the Dark Night of the Soul. Uh, those are two books that I have on my Amazon wish list because I definitely want to read them because it's it's a really cool concept of breaking down psychology and philosophy from a Batman perspective. Is everything better with Batman? Like, Probably. imagine that you're sitting down to make yourself a sandwich for lunch, and you pull out like a mayonnaise jar or a mustard jar, whichever your thing is, and you see a picture of Batman on the front of uh, whatever your Hellman's mayonnaise or your... Uh, your French is mustard. Like, wouldn't that be a lot better than just having a regular mustard bottle? Yeah. Or like if you're, if you're at the store, like say you're at Walmart or whatever your grocery store choices and you're looking on the shelves and you have all these choices in front of you and one of them happens to have a Batman logo on it. I, I think I would be drawn to, what about, to buying the Batman mustard. Kind of like the Batman cereal that came out? It's better, yeah, totally back to like being a little kid, like going down the aisles with your mom, like, oh, I want the Super like, Mario okay, Brothers so cereal. Imagine this. You're going through your, you know, your convenience store or like your Kroger or your Target or whatever, and you're looking for shampoo, and you see a cardboard cutout of Batman that says, "I use this shampoo to keep my hair nice and healthy." I- I'd fucking buy that one if it's good enough for Bruce Wayne. No doubt, good enough for us. Yield is at level twenty-three. His total trophy count is four thousand three hundred sixty-one. And he's got 63 Platinums and 63 games. I got your back, buddy. Uh, Tricky is level 31. He's got a total trophy count of 7,737. And he's got Platinum count of 68. He's still working on Ratchet and Clank, but hopefully he'll uh, he'll get the the required times in the, in the hoverboard races uh, soon enough. They can move on to another game. Boom. I don't think he will. I think ever since he Platinum the Division... His, his uh, that guy actually, he's hit, he's hit where was, I can't remember what <laughs> game site it is. I think maybe it's Watch Mojo on YouTube. One of their top ten most disappointing games of 2016 was The Division. Wow. That wouldn't be That's my top rough. game. For, that wouldn't be in my top ten. They also... It was still a decent game, good game, but it's not... Longevity-wise, not there. But it's still a good game. I think it had a lot of potential. I was I was actually really excited for it and kind of didn't end up getting it and wasn't disappointed that I didn't end up getting it. In the well, the run. last guard. Well, Drinking saw my line. I bought it day one. I played the sh- crap out of it. It's just there was no content wasn't being added fast enough to keep me interested in it. What? Alex, tell us about well, the last guard. I was going to say last guardian was also on that list for Watch Mojo. So not as high as the as, as the. Uh, the division, but still, <sighs> see, I don't know that that that's a tough one. Like, I I think anybody who is genuinely disappointed in the Last Guardian basically had built their expectations up too high. It was yeah. a it was a uh, was it No Man's Sky situation because like that game has been a known quantity for so long. I mean, it was in development since the PlayStation Two era, so anybody who had an elevated sense of what that game was going to be had just done it to themselves. Like they built up the hype. I mean, Sony wasn't even putting out a whole lot of like information for it, so that. Those fans were responsible for their own hype train, basically. Well, I mean, like what what they explained was the con- the camera, basically, and some of the controls, like the AI, uh, Trico, the uh, giant beast that's your friend. But they said story wise, like it was fantastic. So, I mean, 
you're kind of you're kind of. I mean, that's what that studio does. They do story really well, and they make you feel things. Whereas, like the controls and the camera aren't necessarily the greatest aspects of the game, and maybe hold it back from being considered among like the complete Amazing. and total best games ever. Although people still hold Shadow of the Colossus in really that. high regard. But we hit on Batman really hard, really early, and I feel like Lucia's got some good things to talk about with what he's been playing. Uh, well, yeah, definitely. Obviously, Batman. I platinumed it. Uh, I think as of right now, for licensing what Telltale's done, this could be, from a storytelling standpoint, one of the best games they've done, besides the first season of The Walking Dead. This is one of those games where I was wary of it, because it's Batman. He's got established villains, villains. he's got established storylines. Telltale, basically, it's their own universe. The names are the same, but every mannerisms, this and that, Bruce Wayne is still Bruce Wayne and Batman, obviously. But, like, villain-wise and the supporting character-wise, I'm like, they kind of came up with their own unique twist in universe. It's almost like when you finish season one, it's like you read a what-if, a Batman one-shot what-if comic book. Where it doesn't matter, just forget about your pre-existing what you know about these characters and this and that, just open, you got to be open-minded to play it. And I kind of like that one where what uh, Bruce Wayne was the one who was shot dead, and yeah, uh, and his Wayne dad becomes him. Batman, and his mom becomes the Joker. That basically, that's a dope concept. I know that was that was. It's basically like that. It's a one shot. It's like I like halfway through the first episode, I was like, wait a minute. I know I'm I'm comic book collector. I know my Batman. I was like, I don't get what's going on right now. And so does it like, finish strong? Oh yeah, I'm hoping that the next season of The Walking Dead just blow through it, give us an episode every other week, and just all hands on deck make season two. Like I just want The Wolf Among Us season two, and I want a Batman season two. That's all I want <laughs> next year. He said, "Just bluge out the next Walking Dead. We don't, we don't care. Yeah. We don't need it." I was like, "The episodes are done. Just release Get it all back day to back, one. man." Yeah, I was like, "It's it, it's really good." Like I'm now more i have more faith in them handling guardians of the galaxy because they the walking dead it's easy to make original characters in the walking dead it's hard to touch a established comic book character though and i was like okay i'm like do it make like go ahead just get walking dead season three done get guardians of the galaxy done give me wolf among us and give me batman next year before the year's over because it was one of the best fifth episodes of a game they've done in a very long time Sweet. That's good to hear, man. I, I don't play the uh, Telltale games until after they're all out, so I was holding off on it. Um, plus, I still have I mean, I mean, still have to play, like, uh, I have the Game of Thrones, and I have uh, Tales from the Borderlands that I need to play, but I, do, I don't play them episodically the way they come out. I, I wait until it's all done so I can one-shot it. I will say this. So I'm looking forward to this one. From a humor standpoint, Tales from the Borderlands and Minecraft are the two funniest games they've done for dialogue and entertainment value. But other than that, I've been playing Ark Survival Evolved and getting really pissed off, as you guys heard before the podcast recording. I found two trophies that are glitched, which are causing me not to get the last five trophies for my Platinum. And I paid Damn, you just got that game, too. Game. Ain't that some shit? Yeah, I got it uh, right before we started, like a couple days before we recorded last week's episode, and I, I have an army of T-Rexes. I have 12 tamed and saddled T-Rexes. Just following That's me around insane. everywhere. Leveled them all up. I was like, I just, I'm basically. Which is way Chris better Pat's than Raptors. In Jurassic World. Instead of Raptors, I got a T Rex army. So is this an always online game? Is what this is game it? always online? So is there always other people in your instance no. or what? Okay. 
So there's various ones. I could do... It's kind of like Minecraft. I can host an open game where anyone can jump in. Or I can host an online game where only my friends can jump in. Or I could just do a private, local, single-player game. So I've been okay. just doing local, single-player just to... Somebody be reviewing the game. And I just wanted to go through... I like building games and I like dinosaurs. So I'm like, I'm going to have fun with this. I don't want to have to worry about someone coming in and like, you know, jacking up my world. Like, I built a city. So you built a T-Rex ranch, basically. Yeah, and you can make the opening doors from Jurassic Park. So every time like I walk up to it to open the door to the pen, I'm like, welcome to Jurassic Park. And then the music plays in my head. <laughs> it's a fun game. It's worth, I think it's like $54, and it comes with the Primal or, or Scorched Earth expansion pack. So it's like you get the full game and an expansion pack for 50 bucks, basically. Scorched Earth, is that like dragons or what? I don't know. I haven't tried that yet. That's next on my list. I think it is because it's not. It really sounds big. like that. There's no story, but one of the things you have to fight in this game is a dragon. So I think there is going to be a dragon in Scorched Earth. I haven't made a level in there yet because I was trying to get the platinum first because there's no trophies for Scorched Earth. Scorched Earth Troy, sir, what have you been playing? So um, the big thing this week, so I, I was playing Watch Dogs uh, last week when we recorded, but I actually have not gone back to that game. Uh, I intend to. Hopefully I don't yeah, to just, just drop it like a bad habit. Um, but uh, this week, since the Overwatch holiday event started, the Christmas event, I've been playing that, basically um, playing every day, trying to basically level up one level each day to uh, unlock a loot crate. That way I get one loot crate a day to maximize my chances of of uh, getting some of these holiday skins and everything that came out with this Christmas update. So far, it's been real stingy with the skins. I've gotten a few other holiday things. Um, Diva is one of my main characters. Um, I don't, you guys, I don't know if you're oh, familiar yeah. with her. She's the girl in the uh, in the mech, and she's one of my favorite characters. And she doesn't, she doesn't unfortunately have a skin um, with the holiday event, but she does have this really cool um, a victory pose where basically her mech has like Christmas lights strung around her. So I, I unlocked that, I think, yesterday. So I was super psyched about that. But, yeah, it's just uh, going through and, and playing. Um, I the, There's some, some amazing things about that game. Like, it's it's been out for months. And, like, I come back to it after literally, like, three or four months break. And, like, this game is, is kind of special in a lot of ways. Because when you come back to a game, when you come back to the game even after a long break, like, you can jump into the game and and really continue to be competitive on a, on a decent level. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm being matched up with people who are like level 90 or higher. Some people who've prestiged already. Whereas I'm, I think I'm just now oh, level 30. So like, I'm not very high leveled, but um, you know, apparently my skill level in various ways is enough to get me matched with these people at a higher level. Um, typically I, I play with like a, a diva or Lucio, which is a, a support character. So I usually do a lot of healing and stuff like that. So that probably helps boost my stats up. But, um, that's the, the cool thing about this game is if you've gone a long time without playing it, like you can come back and still compete at a high level. And I don't think that's, that's the same for practically any other, uh, online shooter, you know, like if you play a call of duty or you play a Titanfall or you play one of these other Twitch shooters, if, if you step away from that game for more than, you know, a couple weeks and come back, you're rusty as hell. You're not competitive. You know, it's, it's just kind of horrible. Uh, this game is, has been really nice because of the fact that I can go away for a few months and work on school. But then when I have a break, then I can come back and, and still fully enjoy it and, and feel like I'm, I'm contributing to the team. You know what it is, Troy, is you got heart, and you can't teach that. <laughs> 
Sure, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an amazing game. Like, it, it really is. Um, the art style, the characters. I mean, they're they're constantly coming out with new, uh, you know, themes and stuff. Blizzard's just top notch in their in their content. Um, there, we don't actually have it in the show notes, but uh, the, the, I don't know if you saw that Terry Crews went to go visit uh, Blizzard, and he's in talks to voice the the new character that's coming out. So that'd be pretty cool. Nice, nice. I. I like, that, that, like, uh, I haven't played Overwatch enough. I still, sad to say, I have it on PS4. I still haven't even been playing it. It's dope. It really is. Like, I mean, it, and that's the thing is, I don't, I don't like online shooters. Like, I don't ever play competitive online shooters. But this game, it's got its hooks in me, and I, I don't see it letting go anytime soon. Like, this is one of those games that I can definitely come back. It's, it's like a Rocket League. You know, it's like one of those. You know, like if I've got you know fifteen twenty minutes to spare, I can you know run a match and you know just fully enjoy my time with it. It's, it's, it's real special. I, I really, really like it. Other than that, I don't think I've played... Let me see. I'm trying to think back. I think I may have played some Smash on the Wii U just for a little bit, trying to unlock some characters for the next time that uh, that my friends and everybody get together to play. Um, on the sale, I picked up I picked up Drawful 2, so I can take it with me to Roswell. I'm taking my PlayStation to Roswell. And it's... Um, it's one of those Jackbox games, like in the Jackbox Party Pack. So it's the sequel to Drawful, which was in the first Jackbox Party Pack. So it'll be a fun game to sit around with the family. Everybody gets to draw on their phones and their tablets and stuff. And it's just a, a good time all around. And what else did I pick up? Um, oh, uh, was it the uh, Life is Strange? Nice. Yeah, I picked that up. Uh, it was between that and um, I'm trying to remember what the other game was that was on my list. But uh, I picked up Life is Strange because that's one that I could see my wife and I playing together. Uh, we played like Beyond Two Souls and and uh, uh, what's the horror one that just came out? Until Dawn. We played that together and, and we've uh, enjoyed that time. So Life is Strange seems like another one that's up that alley that we really uh, enjoy sitting around playing together. So I picked that one up. And I'm looking forward to week three. What are you playing, Alex? All right. Well, uh, I've been playing... Some, uh, of course, more WB 2K17 because I, I, you know what? I cannot wait to be done with that fucking game. <laughs> I, I am never buying another game, a wrestling game, from 2K ever again. Liar! Because the, the grind, the grind is absurd. Uh, but I have, and uh, I mentioned a few games on, that are on sale this week, and I said that I bought Firewatch as well as Song of the Deep. I haven't cracked Song of the Deep yet, but I have taken some time away from wrestling to play some Firewatch. And and that's and? a game I really I'm really enjoying it. Um, the ah, game first yes. off is the art the art style. The game is stunningly beautiful. Like it is fantastic. Like everything from like the sunlight breaking through the trees to the shadows of the trees like moving again like show like showing like flowing in the breeze against the rocks like. It's all. It all looks fantastic. The sunsets, like I, I really love the way that game looks now, in the art style. Um, now, what is it? What, what was the sale price? Because I, I purchased it the day it, was, it came out. It was ten dollars. It's ten dollars right now for PlayStation it's Plus. A- absolutely worth it. I, 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 I felt. I, I guess to me that was my journey, so to speak. I, I dropped twenty on it and was absolutely fine with it. So, ten bucks is definitely worth it. Yeah, I mean it's a game. And by the way, everyone, Yield has joined us. Welcome, um, Yield. Yeah, welcome. So, I just crashed the party. No, it's it's a game that when a it, hater. I was intrigued by when it first came out, but there was just some other things that I wanted to play first, so it kind of I kind of sat and waited. 
um, to get it, but for $10, like, it's like, yes, I'm snapping this up right away. Uh, if you don't really know what it's about, it's, uh, you're essentially a ranger, uh, in the forest, and the game starts off really heavy. I'm not, it's, it's familial and personal related to the character. I'm not gonna tell you exactly what happens, but it starts off really heavy, and you take this job in an isolated forest. You're isolated, you live in a tower by yourself. Your only communication, or your only, um, the only person you talk to is a lady named Delilah over a walkie-talkie, and your relationship develops in a turtle. Well, if you if you want to go for that trophy, I didn't get that trophy, so I do not have a pet turtle. Um, but your relationship with Delilah kind of I have to I have to pl- There is not a platinum for the game. I thought you were gonna say there's a go platinum ahead. for the game. No. No, I was gonna say I need to play it again because they added trophies to it. After yeah, there's five the trophies. The North American version has five extra trophies uh, oh. for the audio tour DLC. Um, but your relationship with Delilah uh, develops as the game goes on, depending on like the responses you give her. You have her. You have like a a few. Every time you all talk and converse, there's like a few choices you you can make. Um, a few different choices for how to handle the conversation. Uh, but the story, I will say that uh, the game kind of. It's very easygoing. You can explore as you want. Um, there's objectives, of course. Uh, the game is very like it, it's it's very much at your own pace. Uh, there's not a lot going on, um, so it's just it's just kind of a nice, easy ride. But I will say that there's more than meets the eye to the story because, quite frankly, um, it gets a little weird. I'm not going to say any more than that. But uh, yeah, it it it's the story pulled me in, and the graphics and the visuals are great. So go ahead and go get Firewatch. Even if you don't get it for the sale, go buy it for twenty bucks. How long have you been playing? Uh, it'll last you maybe a day. You can finish in a day. So yeah, no, I mean long. I've I've seen people who've beat it in like four hours. I was just curious how far you are into it personally. I am on day seventy-seven. Okay, I have no I have no frame of reference. Well, that's but that's, 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 cool. that's close that's, to the end. It's, yeah, I think it's getting close before. to the end. Yeah. Cool, cool. So, uh, I, I highly recommend Firewatch. Uh, Yield. I have to get that. Sir, what have yes. you been playing? We gave your we gave your trophy count. We need to know what you've okay, been cool. playing. Um, well, since you guys were talking about uh, the, the the holiday sale, too, um, I'm actually thinking about picking up uh, Centro 4 because I haven't picked it up yet. We, oh. all, we already got Gad out of hell for free, so I saw you get Centro 4 for 5 bucks, and it was only like a 12 and a half gig download. And I'm like, you know what? Don't think you're going to get it any cheaper than that. Make it happen. So I got to make that happen. Um, the only thing I've really been playing um, was playing some... I downloaded a game on my 3. It, was, uh, it wasn't the Buzz quiz show that you, you, you know, where they had the whole, you know, separate controllers and everything. It was like a, a PSN version. So I was playing that with my niece the other night, uh, stomping a mud hole in her, but I, you know, she is only like, <laughs> he, he truly, so. he, it's the same thing. He truly like any, does not yield to anyone, not even his niece. Nope. No, it's no, like, no. I can't get anybody to play. You don't know Jack with me because I always stomp them and then nobody ever wants to play with me. I'm like, damn so, it, man. I really love this so, game, but nobody ever wants to play with me. So the only game that I was, I really dove into this week, I dove into some infamous first light. And, and that's really the only thing I've played this week. All right. Tell us about Infamous First Light. Is it amazing? I it's mm. I'm I'm enjoying mm. it. I, I, I when I first played it, when I first played Infamous Second Son, at, at first I was like, "Ooh, wow!" You know, when you get the neon powers, I was just kind of like, "Ooh, sparkly!" I'll never use this. And then as as that game progressed, I actually ended up using the neon powers more than anything. And I heard a lot of people kind of dogging 
first light because you're going to play in as Fetch, who has the neon powers. But I'm actually... That's the neon power. Yeah, I'm actually enjoying it. So, I mean, I don't know. When I have to go through the uh, battle arenas, so to speak, to get the platinum, that may greatly change. But it's just more infamous. It's a little bit... I would it's it's a little uh, longer of a game than uh, First Blood, but probably not as fun yeah. as First Blood. You know, if if you played Infamous First Blood from uh, Infamous Two, it's yeah the zombie vampire one. Yeah, yeah. I think the premise alone like doesn't seem as interesting yeah. in this one as as that one was. Well, the first no, light I mean, was more condensed of an area, isn't it? First Light. It is. It's only the the uh, first part of Seattle, so you don't go to this the second part as you do in Second Sun. So, and but yeah, it's 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 a prequel to Second Sun, in in a way because it's Fetch's story. So there's only so much you can do with it. Whereas, you know, uh, First Blood kind of took place after the game, so you, you know. Yeah. I saw but, the place I mean, I mean, is this Is this Fetch's, like, origin story, or is it, like, just, in the middle of her... It's... Oh, see, I don't want... Well, I, you've probably... Most people have already played Second Son, but it, it's not a whole origin story. Um, she's already... She's kind of... How can I say this? I'm not trying to ruin anything. She's basically flashing back to oh, okay. how to how she uh, released all her powers. Huh. You know, okay. the, 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 the pressure and the situations that got her to experience all her powers and move up every level. Okay. So, yeah, it's basically like when she started to actually, you know, undergo the change or whatever and what, what caused each of those situations. Yeah, I mean, if you remember from Second Son, you know, you know, her and her brother ran away when she first started to uh, uh, experience those powers. So, th- so yeah. this is them on their own. You, you know, her her brother's there with her, and it's kind of their story that led them up to the start of Second Son. Cool, awesome, dude. I, I mean, it, we got it free on Plus, so I know I've got it. I just haven't gotten play, gotten to play it yet. And uh, First Light is one of those games where you don't need to own the newest Infamous game to play, right? It's just kind of a stand, standalone yeah, thing. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's standalone. It's, yeah, sure. standalone. So if you don't want to play a ma- massive uh, Infamous experience, because I didn't buy Infamous 2, but I bought Infamous First Light because I wanted a little bit more Infamous, but not a, a ton, uh, this is a nice avenue. So you can always pick up First Light instead of uh, Infamous Second Sun. Well, yeah, and, and if and if you enjoy First Light enough, then you could be like, well, I'll go ahead and pick up Second Son because no, I nothing that I've ran into in First Light would ruin if you decide, well, I want to go play Second Son. Yeah, because it leads up; it's before the game, no doubt. Cool. It's kind of a taste of Second Son without actually diving into the whole game, and you can make a decision on that if you want more or not. All right. Uh, well, now that we've gotten all that out of the way, let's jump in headfirst into news. Uh, I believe we have updated numbers for Extra Life, Troy. <laughs> do we? 
Uh, no, actually, we don't have updated numbers. The website still shows $8,707,861 raised. However, I do know that some big streamers were uh, streaming this weekend, so I know there was more money raised. There just hasn't been an official word from Extra Life on that total. Also, the Proven Gamer total is... Um, <laughs> um, Sorry, the Proven Gamer total hasn't changed, so we haven't quite gotten the word out enough that we need to hit the $1,500 and or $2,000 mark in order to get Tricky his tattoos. That needs to happen. All right, so let's, uh, again, let's jump into our news, uh, since we don't have updated Extra Life numbers just quite yet. Uh, the Walking Dead. Uh, if you want to play The Walking Dead, you have to own a PC, an Xbox One, or a PS4, because it is not coming to Xbox 360 or PS3. Uh, the first two episodes of the new of Walking Dead: A New Frontier will be released uh, in December on uh, the week of December twentieth. Uh, well, actually, no, sorry. Yes, they'll be released on December twentieth, um, so you can get them next week or this coming week. Actually, by the time they'll be released by the time you hear the show. Fuck. Yeah. So uh, they're coming out this week, and uh, but again, if you have a PS3 or an Xbox 360, you cannot play them. So you're going to have to upgrade if you want to play the latest game. In the Walking Dead series, in Telltale's Walking Dead series, uh, huh? That's. I wonder if they'll come later. I, I knew there was a reason that I picked up season two free for plus, and I borrowed season one from a buddy for the four. Yeah, but I was thinking, like, I mean, so they put out all these Telltale games on like iOS and Android devices, and you know, like just practically everything. I think my toaster can probably run some of them. So I'm wondering if maybe it's just like at launch they're not going to put these out, but later on they will. I I just I don't know what their reasoning behind it is. Did, did they upgrade the engine to an engine that doesn't run well on the three or the three sixty? I, I would think that the install bases for both systems are large enough that that it would be in their best interest to release the games on the older platforms still? I don't know. I believe I when when know. they announced that they were going to do uh, a, well, for better terms, a Season 3, I, I want to say they came out and said that it was going to be next-gen only. Huh. I, and I yeah, could, I'd I like could, to know why. Though. I could totally be wrong. I just, I remember that, I, I don't know if it was... It was tricky. I was having this conversation with, or it was another gamer, when, like after season one or something, they decided that that when season two came out, they didn't keep they didn't keep playing on the three. They switched over to the four, picked up season one on the four, so that way, you know, down the road, they didn't have to like I'm gonna have to wouldn't have to go back and play the first two games, so that way your decisions you know, quote-unquote carry over. I mean, you so. Troy mentioned the stu- stuff about the install base, and I think when you look at 50 million PlayStation 4s being sold already, and you look at how many the software sales for the PS3, I guess you just kind of have to make a decision as, as developers if it's worth it to make a, any PS3 versions anymore, because you go to the store and there's not a whole lot of PS3 section left. All right, let's be realistic yeah, no. here. All of us who have PS4s and PS3s at the same time, the only reason why we'd actually buy The Walking Dead on PS3 other than the PS4 is if there's a Platinum Trophy. 
Yeah, but I will see. I'm I'm thinking more like globally. Like I mean, yeah, in America and, and and you know a lot of other developed countries, the PlayStation Four has taken off. But I feel like worldwide, there's probably enough of a PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Sixty, you know, install base that it would behoove them to make those games on those platforms. But I don't know. I don't know the business situations. But yeah, I mean, I I definitely can understand uh, a lot of games, you know, abandoning the PlayStation Three and the Xbox Three Sixty just for uh, resource you know allocation alone like destiny uh was held back because it was on the playstation 3 and the xbox 360 and the fact that the sequel is only going to be made for the new consoles it opens up a lot more possibilities they can they can develop the games better and and have a lot more features that that they couldn't because they had to develop it for the older platforms the thing though is this with these telltale games is like i said they they're not super taxing and they tend to release them on just about everything that that can play a video game so i'm wondering what the reasoning was to decide not to put it on the three and the 360 and and i mean we don't have that answer but i'd be interested to know for sure yeah i'm just like i said after the first walking dead game i'm i'm spent on those it is emotionally draining to play those games which is is a credit to telltale because that i mean that's part part of what makes them so good because you're not going to have a Walking get Dead game and have it be happy and like a Disney ending. That's completely opposite of the show and the graphic novel series. Yeah, that's why um, my one my first playthrough of The Last of Us was my one and only playthrough because it was just so like emotionally and mentally taxing. I was like, yeah, I can't go back into that. Like, I I set it aside. I was like, no, no, thank you. Go ahead, Mark. No, I was going to say the first season is only emotionally taxing. One, I mean, I brought it up we talked about the last of us part two i was like without spoiling anything from season one of the walking dead it's like that dynamic between lee and clementine for all this whatever, you don't get that dynamic in season two no and the, so season one like i had almost little to no emotional connection in season two so the game like i just blew through it. i was like oh this is fun that's cool i wonder what kind of decisions i can make i'm like it wasn't like when I played season one, like when I had to replay it a second time on PS4 because choices carry over, I was just like, oh, I was like, I know what I played the first time around, but I still don't want to make those same choices. And I don't want to make these other choices either. It's like, I had to sit there and like hit pause and be like, what do I want to choose? Whereas season two, I'm like, triangle, circle, fuck it. So you're not nearly around. as invested in, in the later chapters as you were the first one? No. No, no. Season two, I had no investment. Well, I mean,. For me, it wasn't just like Clementine and and Lee, which was it. That was the emotional high point of that entire first season. I will agree with you there. But even like the relationship between Kenny and Ben, which you know it may have ended differently for you all, but for me, like Ben was this tragic character who everyone just shit on, and he made mistakes, but he meant well. He had a good heart, and Kenny was just this angry dude. And you, you know, you understood why he was angry. He was kind of an asshole, but he he lost his wife and his kid, and you know the heartbreak that he must and the torment he must have gone through. I mean, that's terrible. And to see them, at least in my game, how they go out and you know how they come back. They he Ben and Kenny kind of come together at their end, like. That oh, yeah. to me was a, another emotional high point. So, I mean that that se- that first season had a lot of emotional points. Um, that, of course, capped off an ex an ex uh, with a little exclamation point with Lee and Clementine. Say they peaked. But, they peaked I mean, with season one, and it's hard, especially with season two, to like live up to that level of emotional events and like investment and character development. Yeah, there was character development in season two, but not like one. It's just yeah, there was just something missing. 
from season two, and I still think it was the dynamic of, you know, it was, you had basically felt it Lee, who's the father figure, but without being a father, and then, like, Kenny, he was a father figure with no family, and then the whole Ben thing, like, where season two was, like, you're Clementine, well, you have to see, survive on Season two was more developing Clementine. She now did not yeah. have, she didn't have everybody. So it, yeah, it, it was thing. more developing Clementine into her own survivor on her own. Be- yeah, and that's the thing. Season one, you had a lot to lose playing as Lee. You know, you had the group, you had this, you had Clementine to protecting. There's a lot to lose. Whereas Clementine, it's like she didn't really have much in season two in regards to emotional attachment that you got to make choices on and live through. Hmm. Cool. Who knows? I mean, it's a whole, like, obviously, you know, they are making another season of it, and I like the fact that they they flat out are, like, episode one and two coming out the same day simultaneously because it was such a big beginning that they could they didn't want to space the two episodes apart. So, obviously, something big is happening in this game if they're releasing both episodes the same day. They have not done that with any of their episodic games yet. Well, while we are able to live through the uh, the heartbreak of season one of The Walking Dead, uh, Mark Wahlberg will not be living through the eyes of Nathan Drake, because uh, news has recently come out. He admitted in an interview uh, with We Got This Covered that said he was not going to be Nathan Drake in the upcoming Uncharted movie. So if you were worried about the Uncharted movie and about Mark Wahlberg being in the Uncharted movie, uh, you don't have to wor- worry anymore because he's taken himself out of the running for the the, the job is Nathan Drake. And I will say that there's a lot of Mark Wahlberg vitriol out there. There's a lot of people that don't, don't like know him. why. Yeah, my wife hates him. Oh, why? <laughs> yeah, he's not like... He's not the worst actor, but I mean, he's certainly not the best, but he's definitely not down there with yeah. people like, oh, I don't want to watch his movie. He's in it. I, he's, he, yeah. he always plays the same character, though. Like, as far as, like, like, the way he delivers every character is pretty much the same character. And in my mind, that's definitely not Nathan Drake. So, I mean, in yeah. a lot of ways, I don't know that he could pull but off a, a Nathan Drake. The, the one thing I'm curious about was, I mean, unless this just must be official, quote-unquote, here. I thought this was, like, done deal a long time ago when, when uh, uh, who was originally cast to do the movie, and he walked out. When it was this whole this whole family of treasure hunters and and yeah, I, this movie like I don't even know what to think of this movie. It's almost like Last Guardian level. It's like, is this actually going to come out? Is this happening? I mean, they keep telling us it exists. Just but get Nathan. Are we ever going to see it? Just get Nathan Fillion. Nolan North already. He Nolan North already signed have, off on it. Nathan look, wants to do people, it. People have already been asking for that for years, and they have not paid attention. What makes you think they're going to pay attention now? I absolutely don't. I'm just. I'm, I'm adding. I'm adding. I actually I'm had this conversation. <laughs> so I actually had this conversation the other day about this, and Nathan Fillion would be good. I mean, he's his personality. He's on point. He is Nathan Drake. He definitely would need to get into shape again. Oh, you know, he's like definitely castle castles. Yeah, <laughs> that castle weight needs to be dropped. Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, no, he. I mean, he is Nathan Drake in personality, and and the nice thing is, Uncharted Four kind of left it open for somebody older to play Drake now. You know, like before, the the conversation was, well, you know, is Nathan Fillion too old to play Nathan Drake now? And I think now that that Uncharted Four, you know, gave us an older Drake, I think I think the door is open for have to have somebody you know of his age to 
to maybe play that role. Who else do you guys think might be able to pull off a Nathan Drake? First off, my issue with this is everyone cares about Nathan Drake, who's going to play him. No one brings up Sully. I think Bruce Campbell, I've been saying it for years, with Ash vs. Evil Dead, he's getting in good shape with Ash vs. Evil Dead. And with everything he did in Bird Notice, he can handle like the action sequences. That I yep. think he's. A I think his personality is good for it, and he yep. would balance. I, I agree with that. With Nathan Fillion, that would be so okay. Be awesome. uh, yeah, no, I, I I get on board with that. But who who else do we think could do Nathan? Uh, barring Nathan I, Fillion, I, I never say his last. Nicholas Cage. I can never say his last name, but David. I don't say Borean is the. He's on. He's on. But he's on uh, Fox's Bones. Bone. Yeah, Bones. Okay. Oh yeah, that's Angel a good one too. Buffy I never even thought of that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I always thought so. The one that came to my mind. Okay. I, I, I always thought that that if that if they would be like, well, no, we don't want Fillion because Fillion got to, like Troy was saying at the time, Fillion would be like people would be like, well, Fillion's too old. All right, fine. Well, then my no. comment was, you know, uh, you know, uh, I can never say. Is it David? Is that his first name? David. The, the guy. Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah. I would always say him because if you've watched Bones. He can play the serious line. He can also do the joking line, still being serious. I was like, I could see him playing. You know, yeah, no, that's a I good one. I never even thought right. of. So, so when I had this conversation earlier in the week, go ahead. I was to say, and it's funny because Tricky is is screaming into his uh, his Skype chat here that uh, Chris Pratt was the one that actually came to my mind. Um, the character that he plays in the new Jurassic World is is very similar to a Nathan Drake. I think he could definitely pull it off as far as like the action adventure style and also in the personality or even maybe a Ryan Reynolds. I don't know if either of those two actors are probably a little too big budget nowadays for this project. Ryan Reynolds. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like I would say Chris Pratt more so than Ryan Reynolds because I mean, yeah, I mean he was Deadpool, but I don't see, I see Chris Pratt as more of an action, like a serious action movie star. Like they both can do the com- the comedy. I think that uh, Reynolds is stronger with the comedy than uh, delivering the comedy than uh, yeah. Chris Pratt is. But as far as like action star, like I think Chris Pratt's more. I would go with that for shizzle. Yeah, for shizzle. The downside is because I put it in the chat uh, the rumors that have been going around for the last since Jurassic World came out is that Chris Pratt is the number marquee name like on the list for Indiana Jones when they reboot it. And that's that's pretty much what Nathan Drake is. Yeah. So <laughs> I plus, I mean, so you add that to the fact that he's practically playing the role already yes, with Jurassic World. That's like, what actually impressed, and because you know Jurassic World, and then him doing Guardians of the Galaxy, Disney, the whole LucasArts thing, Disney now owns Indiana Jones, so it's like it makes sense for that to happen. Disney likes to use their in-house he, people forever for everything. He's going to be typecast forever now. Oh yeah. Even though he's good at humor, uh, humor at all, like if you watch that movie Forty Three, like that one with all the different separate movies, and he did a, a skit in that with his wife Anna Ferris, where like basically it's very inappropriate about a certain thing that you act in the bedroom, and it was just involving him eating a lot of bean and cheese burritos and oh. him getting hit by a car and fecal matter everywhere is very entertaining. I that's when I first thought he was a comedic genius, and he should do more comedy instead of action stuff. Well, our next news yeah, hit in our next in our next news hit. Sony has thrown fecal matter all over this rumor uh, from the New York Post. Uh, the New York Post reported that Sony is contemplating uh, merging its Sony Pictures Entertainment, its movie division, and its video games division, Sony Interactive Entertainment. Uh, the uh, the rumor was that Andrew House, who oversees the uh, video game arm of it, would be uh, have oversight over the um, 
but not complete control over the movie division. Sony has said that uh, this is just a rumor, baseless rumor and speculation. So they have uh, thrown water on this fire and said that it is not true. Although, they, or uh, here's the ex- exact wording that IGN uh, reported, uh, which, well, the wording, the quote that IGN took from the Post uh, article. Uh, this is nothing but baseless rumor and speculation, a Sony spokesperson told the Post. There are no plans for Andrew House to oversee uh, Sony Pictures. So they actually, they yeah, actually never like, said I they mean, never denied that the um, the merger was not merger happening. Was happening. They just said that Andrew House wasn't going to be the head of it. Um, personally, I think that merging your video game business and your uh, movie business. Uh, that's a big animal to take on. Like that's a, a huge monster it, it, to actually try to. It seems like it. It seems like it would hurt one or the other. No, that's it, funny because I mean, if you think about it on its face, it seems like oh yeah, that's kind of a no brainer. It's all a- entertainment, but those two worlds are two completely different worlds. And Sony has been so successful in both of them independently that it. it I think it would be a very very bad idea for them to merge those two. I think it would hurt. Like like Yield said, it would hurt one or the other. Like it, it's 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 a no win situation for both. I don't know. I think was it 2014? Was it 2013 and 14? Their film division was kind of in the red. They put some you know lackluster movies out and lost some money. I see it from okay. their gaming division is you know making money if they merge the two then when it comes to you know financial backing and any like other promotion stuff they don't have their film division looking like it's not making any good any money Uh, yeah but they've got so many other divisions that are in a similar situation their tvs their cameras their computers um if if they're just trying to like this doesn't make sense for them to just try and prop up their their movie division by merging it with the playstation division like that I yeah, I, I think that would be time, a bad move. Disney, you know, kind of saved them with their whole partnership using Spider-Man. So it's like their film division isn't hurting anymore. I think it's yeah. just, I don't know. Isn't this on the, I feel like this is something that comes up like almost every year for the last like three or four years. People have been talking about this, at least annually. Maybe. I mean, it, I could definitely see that. I don't, I don't know. But yeah, I, I think this would be a bad business and, move. And like, the, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. The only other thing that I'm slightly worried about this is... You know, maybe, maybe, maybe this is coming back up because of the whole buzz that the Assassin's Creed movie is getting. I mean, I've seen some of the trailers; it actually does look really good, and I've heard some buzz that the movie's actually really good. My 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 one f- I can confirm. Uh, the, my 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 one fear when I first saw this topic was that this would just be a gateway to make a bunch of gaming movies that. Didn't necessarily like a shadow, a shadow of the Colossus movie. You kind of something like that. You, Anything by <laughs> Uwe Boll? Any Uwe Boll movie? You, you guys get my drift, you know. I mean, it's just. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I, do, I don't think they would go that route. Basically, what you're saying, Yield, is it would make it easier for Sony to make to turn their video game properties into movies. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what I was thinking. I feel like they do that anyway, regardless, you know, like if they want to make a movie of their properties, they'll make a movie of their properties. They, they still own both divisions, but for like the way you run a video game company and the way you run a movie company are two different styles. And in fact, Sony's video game arm is largely hardware based. I mean, they have the few studios that are underneath them, but I'm sure all each of them kind of works independently of actual Sony proper 
Um, so really what Andrew House does and everything like that, they're working on the hardware side. They're, they're making these products and, and selling these products, which is completely different than making a movie. Like even if you broke down like developing video games and, and making movies, those two things seem like they're very similar, but actually there's quite a bit of difference between them. And, and so it'd be tough to, to justify like running one like the other, whether you're running your video game company like a movie studio or vice versa, running your movie studio like a video game company. Those two things require different types of management and different, you know, time frames and schedules and everything like that. And, and merging those two is not as as clean a adjoining as it might seem on the surface. And Sony, it, Sony, buckle down and just give us what we want: a real Until Dawn movie. Oh my God! Yes, please. With Hayden Panettiere. Yeah, and Rami Malek. <laughs> and it. In a towel. I mean, uh, Hayden Panettiere. But uh, just to go off what Yield said, I actually went to a screening for Assassin's Creed, and I will say, great film. Cool. Like, like it was one of the, it, like com- since since the Marvel comic book stuff is is blown up. Compare it on the yeah. level of of something like that. Is it? Is it going pleasantly? Su- is it going to make that kind right. of an impact, or is it just like is it like what I'm hearing from Rogue One as it's no. a good standalone movie? It's the first off. The downside is the fact that Rogue One's out and Assassin's Creed are going to be out the same like time frame. That's going to hurt Assassin's Creed in the box office. I will say this from the Marvel standpoint, like when they did um, Guardians or Ant Man, everyone's like, "Oh, these aren't the staple names." Like, and then you're pleasantly surprised at how great it ends up being. That's what Assassin's Creed was for me, because I was just like, I love the gaming franchise, though I think I'm kind of burnt out on it. I think from just the adaptation, because that's the thing you got to run the risk of with a video game movie is: do you use a storyline that's already been used in the games, or do you make your own? So their original story like is vaguely original story, and I thought it was done really well. It's probably one of the best video game licensed films that's been made. But Rogue One. So you're saying this is going to surpass the Mario Brothers movie? <laughs> oh, it, it's it's uh, it's on par with Double Dragon. It's on par with Double. Uh, Dragon. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Over over Street Fighter's dead body. No, it's up there with Double Dragon. No, it's actually one of the best ones I've seen because I have friends who are like, they love the Resident Evil films. I enjoyed the first one. The second one I was okay with. The rest of the movies I thought were garbage. And this one I was like, I could see this a couple more times. This is a game. This is a movie that I'm going to buy on Blu-ray when it comes out. This is a movie I'm, I, I want to pick up on more subtle hints. And I think it's going to start the next video game film franchise. Cool. And Michael Fassbender was amazing in it. Like, I think that was perfect casting. So I'm hoping whoever was in charge of casting for that movie should be in charge of casting for Uncharted. Well, it's hard for Michael Fassbender not to be amazing. Uh, but does this mean we're going to get an Assassin's Creed movie every year? No, they're going to alternate. Next year we'll get a game. Then the year after that we'll get a movie. They're going to alternate probably. And then before, you, and then before huh. you know it, we'll get a game also, based on the movie. Based on the game? Also, I was thinking about, too, because how well they handled ma- adapting this game franchise into a film. I was like, I wouldn't mind seeing a Far Cry or a Watch Dogs movie. Like, if they had this team that did this film work on those, I think Ubisoft is on to something with licensing their games into film franchises. That could keep them from getting acquired by Vivendi. Sure. Cool. 
Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I've, I've been recommending. I've been telling all my friends who have been asking about it. I'm like, go see it. Like, it's but go see Star Wars first, obviously. Obviously, go see Assassin's Creed. Well, well, while you're recommending movies, Lucia, how about you uh, recommend us uh, a trophy, a specific trophy here in Sophie's Trophies? Ah, uh, yes, for Sophie Trophies. Uh, last week I talked about Ark Survival Evolved, and guess what? It's gonna be Ark Survival Evolved again. Is that this time? This isn't really a tip. This is more of how to fix a trophy that's not popping that is glitched. So there's a trophy called Artifact Archaeologist, and it's a gold trophy, so obviously it's important for the platinum. And all you have to do is call you personally retrieved all the artifacts. Now there's nine total in the game, and in Ark there's caves in different like various locations. There's underwater caves, but those don't count. There's in volcanoes in the snow. And these caves will take a good hour to traverse to get all the way to the bottom and you find an artifact and there's they don't do anything other than you have them in your collection. So you have to get all these artifacts. And the trophy itself is broken. I'm currently struggling because I've now had to wait until this be my last one. In order to get this, if you're one of the few people, like I collected all the artifacts, I'm 100 hours into the game. No trophy pop. Very upset. So I found a workaround, and I'm working on it on my second save file, because I did upload my first one of the cloud. Um, basically, if you don't get this trophy, you have to go in and delete your save file. Then you have to go in and delete your game data file. Now, because the game is digital only, you're going to have to delete the game and the expansion and re-download it. It's only like 20-something gigs. But when you do get it back, there is a workaround. Because the game is just like Minecraft and there's admin codes and commands, it, I went through and I explored everything because I needed a trophy for exploring the map. So I got all the artifacts. I'm not doing that again. You can actually go into admin commands and give yourself the artifacts and instantly have the trophy pop. I will not give you those admin codes because morality. Because I actually went through and I grinded all those caves to get those artifacts so I felt like I deserved to give myself a code to get the artifacts back into my inventory. But basically, if you're getting that trophy and it's not popping, just delete your save file, delete the game data, re-download everything. Um, it also is with one of the other trophies for um, getting the highest peak, like climbing to the highest mountain peak. Um, it's supposed to be the volcano, and if that trophy doesn't pop, just run around the base of the top of the volcano for a good five minutes and it'll pop up in case it doesn't. So... It's not really a tip. This game is very glitchy with their trophies, I noticed. But there's a workaround for every trophy. Well, that's good. So it's, so it's not it. overly broken. That You just gotta have patience. Uh, yeah, it's more or less just... Like, I had no patience. I just got the trophy just now for the artifacts because I was like, nope, I'm gonna go into admin commands and just give them to me in my inventory. And I got the trophy, and I just deleted that save file that I just made for this one, and now I'm downloading my save file from the cloud that I was playing before with my level 100 character and everything explored. So just to be clear, we are not condoning that you go and oh, do no. this from the beginning, that you should go and do the work to, yep. to find those artifacts, but if it doesn't pop, then go ahead yeah. and do this console command, because otherwise Definitely. you may be accused of being a chump. Exactly. And it's like I'm going to tell you right now, the admin codes, they're... Very easy, like, if you want to fly in the game, you literally just type in the word fly, and that's it. But you can't turn it off until you type in walk. So it's very easy with these commands. 
and I try to avoid using them, but there's just some situations where, like, I'm sorry, I spent 100 hours trying to get this. I'm very upset that I didn't get it, like, and I wanted it. I deserved it. Well, and it, there's no reason. I don't know if this... And the fact that you actually... I don't know if they're going to patch it. And the fact that you did find all nine. Yeah, and there's more in the game. There's even some in Scorched Earth expansion, and at first I was like, well, maybe I need to go on the expansion and get it, but I'm like, no, because some people have this... this game's been out for two years on PC and over a year on Xbox, so people have gotten this achievement over a year ago, before the expansion even came out. So it's like, okay, that's it. Then It's just glitching. Oh, yeah. And then the trophies for the, the Platinum would not be the DLC. Like, yeah. Yeah, so Platinum trophies are always on the original content, not on DLC content. Yeah. Like, that's always extra trophies beyond. It's, yeah, it just so happens that the, the, the expansion's just bundled with the game, and it's not a standalone purchase, because it came out the same day, and it's kind of like a gift to us when we buy the game. But no, it's... I've just noticed there's a lot of... Like, I've had the game... It, like, there's a lot of issues to it. I'm kind of upset with the game, because it's been out for so long, and Sony was really clear-cut on, you know... They weren't going to have the game on PS4 until it was at, you know, a release build instead of, like, an early access like Steam. So I'm like, well, this is the final build. It shouldn't be... Like, I have a lot of screen tearing and weird, like, light-up flares in the corner. And I was just like, slowly but surely, the dinos- the, the coolness of the dinosaurs isn't... It, it is not keeping my interest anymore. I'm just waiting for other stuff to come out. Yeah, that's really funny because whenever you brought this game up originally, I was shocked because I thought it was still in early access on Steam, much less, you know, being a full release on on the consoles. Like the last I had heard of this game, like it was still in early access, you know, being developed and finished up and polished up on PC. So I was actually really surprised when you told us that that this is this is the game you were playing on PlayStation. Yeah, and they're still patching it like they just did a big patch a couple days ago and i was like oh maybe they're gonna fix stuff and i was like i i noticed some minor like um frame rate issues have been fixed but other than that i'm like there's it's it's a lot of work and i get it because this studio basically is building this massive world they did an expansion they have another expansion going they're just like um i don't want to compare it to overwatch but it's the only other game that really does anything like this it's doing holiday themed stuff too like you can unlock skins for your dinosaurs around, like, Halloween, so you can equip a skin to a T-Rex, and it looks like it's wearing, like, a black, like, onesie with, like, the skull bones painted on it. So they do <laughs> they, they do holiday-themed events inside of the game. So I'm like, okay, I get it. They're working hard constantly to evolve and make more content for this game. They add new dinosaurs. They're, you know, obviously they're working with people who know their stuff so that dinosaurs can be accurate in size and how they look. I wonder but, if they're going to have a, a, a Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer T-Rex skin for Christmas. I hope. I hope. Well, no Tuesday if they do an <laughs> update for it or anything. Like, that'd be great. Just make it look like the skull dog from uh, Nightmare Zero. Before Christmas. The little ghost one. Yes. That's the one. But that's it. That's our trophy. So, I mean, if anyone... Obviously, I'm in the communities and stuff like that. If anyone's having issues with the trophies, you can message me. I had... I forgot his name. I'm not from my... PlayStation to see the messages. Someone from, I think, the Facebook group or one of the PS4 communities that I'm in, I think, uh, was messaging me, asking me about the game. And I was like, if anyone has any issues with trophies or anything like that, I will host a game if you want to jump in and I can help you like figure out what to do or I can help you with the caves because the caves are ridiculous. Like the, the materials you need to craft armor just to make it to the bottom of the cave without spontaneously combusting into flames is ridiculous. Huh. So it sounds like a very challenging game. Yeah, it's 
it, it really is. And like I traverse the PS3 trophies like websites, and I post sometimes some trophy like I tips and stuff like that. And I the the forums for this game right now, people are like either complaining about the glitches, complaining about the price, which makes no sense because you're getting a full game and expansion for fifty, or people are just like. So what can I do with these dinosaurs? And I'm just like, hey guys, like everyone just wants the command codes, and that's it. And it's kind of weird that no one's really crafting, and like there's not a lot of stuff publicly from people who play this game. Like Minecraft came out, and everyone's like, oh yeah. look, I restructured all of Zelda and this and that. And it's like you could do that in this game. Huh. I'm, I'm currently making Jura- the Jurassic Park part on an island that I made a boat to swim out to. I'm trying to recreate freaking island b from the lost world cool yeah no that's crazy maybe it's just because minecraft has already been out and established kind of that community and maybe arc doesn't necessarily have the the pull to pull people off of minecraft well the one thing i had is because it's just like a game that telltale actually published called seven days to die it's like that except instead of zombies it's dinosaurs Huh. Which is cool. another good game that's pretty cheap if you want to pick up. Like it's a lot of fun. It's just literally crafting and surviving zombies every night. And that's well, it. I mean, it, it sounds like Survival Evolved uh, or Ark Survival Evolved presents its own challenges, and you know we can all understand that with uh, with dinosaurs running around everywhere. But traversing the holidays and mm. getting the perfect gifts for your family and friends can be a challenge in and of itself. Uh, and before we get out of here, we're going to go over our, our topic of the week and just kind of share some games that we would recommend uh, to get for your loved ones during the Christmas and Hanukkah seasons here. Um, so, Troy, what are some games that you would recommend uh, to our listeners uh, to get? Oh, for the holidays. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, as far as, like, th- there's been a lot, some really good deals on a lot of the games from 2017 out. Um, a lot of them down in, you know, like the 30-something dollar range. I just picked up uh, Ratchet & Clank for 10 bucks. I I know I mentioned it on uh, the last ep- uh, podcast, but GameStop for the last, like, week and a half has had the new Ratchet & Clank game for 10 bucks, which I think is probably a pretty good deal. I know you guys would probably endorse that for sure. I picked um, it up because I didn't play. I've never played it before. Yeah, and so uh, you know, getting so the holidays is a good time where you know you get your family together and everything like that. And and not everybody is necessarily a gamer, but the last couple Christmases when I when I go back home and you know, like I'm in you know sitting around the living room with my mom and my dad and and my my siblings and you know siblings in law and everybody. Um, I find the Jackbox party pack is is a really, really good thing uh, for that situation. Everybody gets to use their phones and their tablets for controllers. Uh, so you don't have to worry about you know having enough controllers for everybody. The games are really fun and and uh, and really good times you know in situations like that. So definitely, if you're going to be you know sitting around with a bunch of people, especially ones that maybe aren't you know traditional gamers, uh, those games, the Jackbox Party Pack, one, two, three, and like I said, Drawful I picked up on the sale. It's a standalone game. Uh, those are all amazing games to play in large groups of people like you tend to have for the holidays. So I definitely recommend those. All right, uh, yield. What would you say? Uh, I definitely would say uh, Ratchet and Clank. Um, of course, by the time you hear this, the holiday sale will be over with. But I, I would recommend Firewatch. Uh, no, there's week three though. There's going to be four weeks I of know. sale. Um, I would, I, I would oh, say okay. Firewatch. Um, oh, let me see what, what else? 
un- until dawn. Um, well, I, I, I see it's down to twenty bucks at Wally World, so I might be picking that up myself. You guys have said it's on the it's on the sale right now for seven. Oh, is it? So yeah, it's it's seven ninety nine for PlayStation Plus right now. So that that's even better. Um, why am I drawing? Son of the Deep. If you like Ratchet and Clank or Insomniac, period. Son of the Deep. It seems like I have I picked it up too, and I have yet to play it, but. It's it's insomniac, so you can't go wrong. Um, I've heard good things about Far Cry, and uh, Far Cry Four. Just the base game has been down to about twenty bucks. Um, Primal starting to come down. Another game I've heard really good things about. So, you know, th- those wouldn't be bad at all. If you haven't, uh, if you own a PlayStation, you haven't played Uncharted yet. Uh, I wouldn't know why, but uh, the Nathan Drake collection I've seen is down to twenty. That that would that would be a good time to jump into the series. I'd keep an eye out because that was actually twelve bucks on Amazon one of the days last week. It was, was like, it? I mean, that's a hell of a deal. Wow. Twelve dollars for three Uncharted games. I wish I knew. See, that. see, I, 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 I'm I'm not much into going back and playing games, and I although I know they have changed the trophy list a little bit, they've added some trophies since there's no multiplayer in that in that collection. And I've I've sat there a couple times at the store and been like, I'm gonna pick that up. And my wife's like, "Wow, you've already you've already I, played the games." So I'm like, "Yeah, but they've got more trophies." Yeah. So ones. I picked it up so that I could play it with my wife because she watched me play Uncharted Four and she really liked the story. And so uh, the Red Box, like two or three months ago, was like clearing out a lot of their games. And I think I picked it up for like eight bucks, uh, just so I could play through all of them again. So for my wife's benefit, so she could watch the stories and everything like that. So yeah, it's it's amazing. Oh, nice. I didn't think about the Redbox thing. Cause I remember because I get the email alerts about it because I know they had um, the Ninja Turtles game that came out that everyone was kind of like hit or miss on. They had it on there for like $9 once. Yeah, I picked up Deadpool for 8 bucks well, through the Redbox. Well um, yeah, and, and I mean, it's still like going on sale for like 15 20 bucks. So I was able to pick it up like like a month or two ago for eight bucks. Also Halo five, I picked up for like something crazy, like eight or 10 bucks. And like, I'm seeing that still only go on sale for like 20 or 30 bucks online. So I feel pretty comfortable in that. Yeah. The red box has some pretty good sales. If you, if you can catch them on time and, and find a red box near you that has the games. I look that up more often. All right. Well, I do want to point out that uh, it's a disappointing feature that they don't. It's disappointing that they don't have this feature on the PSN. But you cannot gift games over the PSN, which to me is really stupid. But you can always go on Amazon and buy download codes uh, for friends and family, uh, and then text them or email them or whatever, message them the the download code that you get. Um, so that's kind of a workaround. Uh, I will say that uh, I'll give you a good multiplayer game if you have not or bought Rocket League. That is a fantastic oh, game that yeah. has so much replay yeah, value. Definitely. Uh, and don't they have a physical um, a physical disc for it now? They do. They yes. a physical do. copy. Yep. Oh, I got I got a wait. Sorry to derail you. I got a really cool Rocket League story. So, I was I jumped into Rocket cool. League last week. I forgot that was another game I was playing, and I I played around a basketball. So, I I was yeah. I was getting beat with like thirty seconds to go. My my team. Uh, uh, got a bucket with three seconds to go, so we're down one. And you know how they do the jump ball in the middle of the court? So I was like, yeah. I'm like, I wonder if I can do this. Because I tried it, the jump ball before and just missed. So I jumped in the air and hit my rocket boost and hit the ball while it was in the air and got the bucket at, at the buzzer. 
Dude, that's so, dope. You didn't you didn't uh, I, capture that? I hit the wrong button. I took a screenshot instead of uh, of doing that because I was going to post the Grab I was going to post the video. I'm like, no one's going to believe this. <laughs> right? So, no, that's that but, would be dope, dude. I'd really like to see that, the video that of that. That was slick because, like I said, the the, the 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 bucket before was like 30 seconds to go when they went up two. I tried it and whiffed, and I'm like, so on this one, I'm like, all right, just a slight adjustment. And I, of course, when you hit it, the ball, the timer starts. So I hit it, the timer went to zero, and I'm like, well, does it go in? <laughs> Off the backboard, man. It in. That's nice. what that's what inspirational movies like, are made yes, of, man. Needless to say, we lost in the next 30 seconds of overtime. But I'm like, I don't ah. care. Ah, oh, dirty. I'm like, I don't care. I made that awesome <laughs> shot. So sorry, Alex. That's all, man. That's cool. Yeah. You could end the clip after the shot, so that way there, no one has to know about the overtime. But yeah, as like as, as you can tell from Yield Story, Rocket League is a crazy good time, and they continue to add content to it, uh, free content, and it's all great. So um, Rocket League is a tremendous Absolutely. choice, and Until Dawn, uh, I'm a big fan of Until Dawn, as are many of us. Uh, it's a great game, one of the best games you can buy for the, the PlayStation 4, so definitely uh, go out and get that. Uh, we talked about Telltale a lot, uh, Tales from the Borderlands. I think uh, I feel and Yield feels that that is the best the game best that they have one. put out. I was actually about to start that this week. I was planning to have it done by the time we recorded so I could actually have a platinum to talk about, but I, I, I didn't I, actually I, no, get around to it. Tales from the Borderlands, not only it combines a lot of the stuff that we as kids grew up watching, and, and there's, little, there's little things here and there, and you're like, oh, that reminds me of that. And that reminds me of that. And by, by the end of the game, you realize that, I don't know if they did it on purpose. You figure they did. But there's a, just a little a lot of pop culture stuff for, like, when we grew up as kids. And they tie it all together, and it's just, oh, the game. I won't ruin it for you, but the game is good. It's, it's one of the Telltale games that, at the end, I'm like, I want to play it again and make different choices. Because your choices really seem like the the you're... The game really felt like it, it actually matter. I agree. Decisions. I will say this without spoiling it: the loader bot is just hilarious. The best that was awesome. character in any Telltale game. Best character. I was just like, please, if, if they make a Borderlands three, they need to get rid of Claptrap and just have loader bot in there. Uh, I'll 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 but, see if I can start it and play it this week because yeah, it's 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 sitting on my dashboard of my PlayStation four, and I almost started it up yesterday or the day before i was like maybe i can get this done before we record but then i got into overwatch and just been playing that yeah, just speaking of, i want to pick up something you said troy about overwatch how like you know taking a break and like picking it back up and just something about it that makes it great where you know, rocket league i think is the same way oh absolutely yeah that's, that's I actually like, when i when i was actually saying that that's another thing that i was yeah. thinking i was like i think rocket leaves a lot the same like that and i'm hoping that's a trend going into next year like with games yeah, for real. It's good, man. But, I don't know. Okay, the best deal I've seen for gaming, and I think everyone should do this, it's better than Black Friday deals, Lego Dimensions right now. Best Buy had a deal where you can get the starter kit, like the Batman one, the, like the Lego movie one, or all the different starter kits that they released for $35. And then they were taking the $50 story expansions, they were dropped down to 35 And then the $25 like team packs were dropped down to 14 And then all the $14 character packs were dropped down to five. Oh wow that's pretty good but then next day just because they're good like that target was like no that's cool instead of 35 29 
<laughs> like they love were, the holidays, man, yeah. when everybody's competing with each other. And so, like, and that's still going as this is going live. That's still, I believe, going on. I think all that stuff is actually going on until the twenty third or twenty fourth. So those deals should be going on. Like that's, I like when it comes to stuff like that. Because when you think about it, Disney Infinity, Disney has shot that down completely. Skylanders, oh, yeah. their direction just has been, you know. Meh. Oh, and, and I mean, the, Skylanders of all of them is the one that's most geared towards children. Yeah. Like, I feel like Disney Infinity and Lego definitely hit on the nostalgia to, to you know, yeah. bring in adult gamers more it's, than Skylanders, yeah, for sure. Yeah, WB Games, look at all the licensing WB has. Like, they just released a Fantastic Beast and where to find an expansion and characters. Like, Warner Brothers owns so much licensing. And even, like, if they do deals and stuff, like, they have Simpsons and stuff. Like, that's something that's going to keep going because they appeal to people who like the Lego games. I, I think Which it's amazing. Like, I've, I haven't played the game, but I've seen some footage of the early parts of the game. And, and so, like, the whole premise of the game, the the base game, is that, like, some evil dude, like, combines all of these universes together. And that's how they, like, kind of mesh together and interact with each other. And there's a scene in there where you have uh, Batman from the Lego movie and Batman from the Lego Batman games. They're two completely different Batmans, and they're sitting there, and they're interacting with each other. One's all, I'm Batman. No, I'm Batman. No, I'm Batman. No, I'm Batman. And it's just, it was the most amazingly funny thing that I had ever seen that uh, kind of endeared this game to me, for sure. And I haven't played it yet, but I, I'd really like to. Because we picked it up. And, like, another thing, too, is the longevity. Whereas Disney Infinity, they kept doing, like, a 1.0 was regular Disney. 2.0 was Marvel. 3.0 was Star Wars. And Skylanders, almost every... Like, they were doing annually. Now I seem like every six months a new Skylanders is coming up. Whereas this one, it's like, you want new story stuff, just go buy a new Lego. They're just going to keep building on Yeah, on instead it. of actually having to buy it, they're not going to release a whole new base pack. Yeah, no doubt. Nice. That's good. All right, well, before, uh, Lucia, do you have any more? Uh, before before I go to you officially, I do want to say that a couple more games that I want to give some love to are uh, Mur- Murdered Soul Suspect as well as uh, yes. Shovel Knight. Uh, Murdered yes. Soul Suspect was a very underrated but good game from Square Enix, uh, and then you've got Shovel Knight for the retro uh, nostalgia feel, uh, and even practiced up for the sequel coming out, so uh, those are two more games that I would say put on your holiday list. Because you brought it up, Murdered Soul Suspect, I feel, is what started the trend of Square Enix publishing great games, because they published huh. Life is Strange, they published Hitman, like, so they're... They're from a public and they published Tomb Raider. From a publishing standpoint, like Murdered Soul Suspects is still one of my favorite games I platinum this year on PS4. I really enjoyed that game, and it wasn't one of those games where, like, yeah, you can platinum it in you know a day if you want, but <coughs> playing the story and the style, it's like I would like a sequel. That, yeah, I would like. See, yeah, that, that, that's the way I was. Those were one of those games I had. I think Tricky was the one who played it first. He's like, no, it, it's a good game. So I that was a game I picked up on the cheap before I even bought my four. Because I'm like, I've heard good things about it, and I played it, and then I was like, oh, God, yes. Anybody who owns a 4, go get the game, play it, because it is just... Not enough people were talking about it, and it's very well written. Oh, yeah. And I felt like it was almost like, because I like this style, it felt like it was a supernatural version of, like, L.A. Noir. Huh. Yeah, no, that that one flew under my radar. I think when it came out, it was... was it seemed like it was universally panned, but you know, you guys are speaking so highly of it. I might have to give it. Oh a yeah, second no, look. definitely go play it. It goes on sale a lot. It's I got it for five dollars on the PlayStation Store once. It is so worth it. It's if you like narrative games. I feel like that was on a Games with Gold on Xbox. I may actually own that already. 
because I paid full price for it on the PS3, and sadly the PS3 died before I can actually get the Platinum on it. But I was like, Platinum aside, I was like, I like that game a lot. I want to play it again, but I never found it at the price point where I'm like, I won't pay full price for the game same like the same game yeah. twice. It was it was actually games with gold in November. So if anybody has an Xbox and they got their games with gold, they should have gotten that game in November. Nice. I don't know how many Xbox people. Yeah, to uh, yeah. I don't know how many are listening to this, but just in case, you know, that's that's a good way for you. To, so I probably already own that game, and I can go back and play it. That's yeah, awesome. I think uh, it's it's a, it's one of those like it's going to be a cult hit like a year or two from now. It's just one of those sleeper hit games that like no one. A handful of people appreciate when it comes out, but then there's also a smaller group of people who will still talk about it almost two years after it came out. Because it came out, what, 2013 or 14 on the PS3? Something like that. So. It, it, so it, was, it was close to a launch game. Yeah. Cool. I'll definitely check that out. All right, well, Lucia, do you have any uh, any more suggestions you want to throw out there? Oh, I'm trying to think. What, I mean, other than like that... that Uncharted Collection one. I didn't even know that was a deal going on right now because that's been something I've been trying to justify getting because I just I want to play the first three again, and I was trying to play them through like PlayStation Now, but with, even with good internet, it still was choppy. And I've been wanting to play those. I haven't really been seeing. I think uh, it might still be going as of the time this episode drops. Target is doing a deal. Where it's twenty dollars off all Ubisoft video games, so all Ubisoft games that are new are thirty nine ninety nine, and if you buy two, you get a fifty dollar gift card for Target. Wow! So for if you eighty dollars for two games, and you get fifty dollars store credit, because they, they even Steep, which just came out, was dropped to thirty nine. The Assassin's Creed Collection oh. was dropped to thirty nine, like everything, and I was like, I thought it was weird, and I was like, Steep that just came out like seven days ago, not even. And it's already dropped down. Even I think at the time Titanfall 2 got dropped to 39 also. So they had a deal on EA titles that were also $20 off. But Ubisoft ones were the two for fifty uh two with a fifty dollar gift card. God bless the holidays. God bless Target, especially with cartwheel. Like um oh that's a deal too, because we mentioned before recording. So as we talked about last week, PlayStation 4s and Xbox One S's were priced dropped to two forty nine. There are select Retail chains, I believe Best Buy might be one of them. Maybe Target, I don't know. The regular One S, like bundle, not like the Minecraft ones. The ones that are like two ninety nine, this and that. They are uh, fifty dollars off on top of it. So instead of two forty nine, they're ringing up as one ninety nine. Nice. That's a hell of a deal right there. That is worth it, especially. With... I think retail for the PlayStation Three is still like a hundred and seventy bucks. Like that's mm-hmm. twenty bucks more to get a brand new new generation console, and then yeah. the One S, like I said previously, is okay. a a, an HD 4K Blu-ray player, like that's a hell of a deal. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, that's um, that's a definite for anybody. Like, I know we're a Sony podcast. Troy brings up Nintendo, and he owns that one. I, I like my Microsoft products. I think that's a deal that's really. I'm hard pressed to say if you're on the fence about getting one. S, <laughs> it's uh-huh. now's the time to do it. Like, there's no reason not to. You can't talk yourself out of that deal if it's something you've been on the fence about. For shizzle, no, so that's I, I endorse no that deal too. When it's going to end, like none of them say, "Oh, valid between this and that." So like, it could end tomorrow. All right, fellas, well, I'm going to stop you there, uh, and we're going to wrap this show up uh, and get into some housekeeping. I feel like someone, since I'm hosting, someone has to have their own little catchphrase to say when we do housekeeping. Um, housekeeping. <laughs> that's a, that's a that's a throwback. 
Uh, Proven Gamer is looking for some staff members. If you're a writer, a video editor, uh, you like to record video, you're a podcaster, if you think you got the talent to join us at Proven Gamer, uh, we'd love to have your help. All you got to do is go to the front page of ProvenGamer.com and click the little Help Wanted tab uh, and just follow the instructions from there. Uh, if you are, if you like what you hear on, on Trophy Horrors and on uh, Remember the Loot, uh, go to uh, YouTube and find our video channels. Uh, there's, uh, I believe, an official Proven Gamer YouTube channel. Uh, and come to the website and look at all the awesome articles, the news articles that go up every day. Uh, guys work hard. Guys and girls work hard to get those up. Editors work hard to, to polish them. So uh, please come to ProvenGamer.com and uh, check out all the great stuff we got coming out. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can find us on Twitter. I am back on Twitter, uh, and Yay! I don't know why. I, I don't know why I said Twitter. Really weird, like Twitter. The Twitter. But, but I'm back on Twitter, and you can find me at Sondasaurus Rex. You can reach Tricky at Tricky Mick. You can reach Lucia at the underscore Ion Vane. You can reach I yield to no one at I yield to no one, and you can reach Troy at Ant. That's the letter T. Social Gamer. Boom. Uh, you can also reach us with our phone number. Uh, what's our phone number yield? Uh, 330-PROVEN-9. That's 330-867-5309. I did that for you, Troy! <laughs> no, it is 330-8... Uh, oh, I totally forgot it. Now I got the song stuck in Uh-oh. my head. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, totally, I totally botched it. I got the song stuck <laughs> in my head now. Damn it! <laughs> That's All right, great. Well, three three zero proven nine, and I don't remember the phone number. So, just uh, look at an old phone, yeah. and they have the letters on the numbers. You're gonna have to go find whatever phone you've got that still has I that. Did it, I did it just for Troy, and it totally <laughs> botched me after that. Darn! You screwed it up. It was it was it was worth it though. It's for the fans. All right, yep. well, if you like Trophy Horrors, please go listen to our other great podcast, PG Spoilers, Remember the Loot, and the Smart Marks. And we do want to uh, give, big, give a big shout-out to Remember the Loot. Uh, Remember the Loot is now on iHeartRadio, so that is yet another avenue for which you can listen to their podcast. You can also find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, various podcast apps, and Google Play. Uh, we've also got PlayStation 4 communities. There's uh, the T-Dubs Brothel, which is the uh, Trophy Horse PlayStation 4 community. And we have Yield's Platinum Guild, where you can discuss all the latest and greatest Platinums that you have on your virtual trophy shelf. Um, before we get into our shoutouts, we do have some sponsors. Our first sponsor is Extra Life. And Troy, I'm going to let you take this one, since uh, you are so well-versed in the latest and greatest Extra Life news. Extra Life is amazing. It's a 24-hour, 25-hour video game marathon for the Children's Miracle Network hospitals. Basically, go to extra-life.org. You sign up there. You can join a team. Proven Gamer has a team. You can start your own team. Um, Regardless of what team you join, if you join Proven Gamer, you can still raise money for your local Children's Miracle Network hospital. Uh, Then you get pledges. You go out and you hustle up the money. And then on... November something or other, 25th or something like that, whenever the time changes, uh, everybody around the world gets together to to join forces to play video games for 25 hours to raise awareness and money for Children's Miracle Network hospitals. Uh, the donations are still being brought in for 2016, like uh, we reported at the top of our news uh, segment every week. Um, that happens until December 31st, and then after that, we roll into 2017. Uh, we never stop raising money for the kids. Uh, definitely a great, a great uh, 
charity that I've been participating in for eight years now. I now have a tattoo on my arm that I'm permanently branded as an extra life lover. And, uh, yeah, just go down there and help the kids. All right, yield, yield, someone, anyone, you go fund me. Go to GoFundMe.com backslash Proven Gamer. Uh, we, the four horsemen of Podmageddon, are trying to raise better podcasts. Whoa, 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 the, the four? Well. <laughs> there were only four of yes, us today. Yes, only four of us today. <laughs> Tricky doesn't count today. So, we, uh, like I said, the four horsemen of Podmageddon are trying to raise uh, monies to get better podcasting equipment for you, the millions and millions that are the whoredom. So if you would like to help out, go there. We've got some uh, trophy-themed donations. You can get Tricky to platinum something other than Hannah Montana and The the Division. I hear that's a game. and uh, <laughs> I yeah. hear it sucks. That, that, it does have a yeah, platinum. I, guess, yeah, I must have platinum, otherwise I don't know why you play it. All right, and our last sponsor is Amazon. Uh, you, this time of the year especially, you shop at Amazon to avoid the crowds at the malls, the Toys R Us, the Best Buy. Uh, before you go to Amazon.com, uh, do us a favor and head over to Proven Gamer and click the link on our homepage, and it'll take you directly to Amazon.com, and uh, it'll help us out in the process. We give you guys a lot of free content, a lot of quality free content. Uh, and this this little step, uh, just to go to the, the Proven Gamer page first, doesn't take you very long. It takes a little, a very little effort, so we'd appreciate it if you go to ProvenGamer.com and click on the Amazon.com link before you actually head to the website and then from there you can do all of your holiday shopping uh that is going to bring us to shout outs troy shout out to some people i'm going to shout out mark who had to leave us early you're gonna shout out yield who joined Woo-hoo! us late. <laughs> shout out shout out to alex for doing a great job hosting uh bailing me out of what tricky said was supposed to be my hosting gig uh, shout out to all the listeners what's that I said doll Aww. Shout out to all the listeners. Uh, you, without you guys, this show doesn't exist. Also, uh, the last week's episode was literally released the morning that we are recording, so there was no feedback. Um, but we really do appreciate you guys sending in emails. Uh, the email is trophyhors at provengamer.com. You know, send it in. It doesn't matter if you hit one week's episode, two weeks back, three weeks back. If you have something you want to talk to us about, hit us up, man. We, we really want to interact with you guys. Uh, we loved it to, to get the feedback from you. And so, yeah, I definitely encourage you. Trophy whores at ProvenGamer.com. That's the end of my shout-outs. Yield. Uh, first off, I would like to wish not only my fellow podcasters, uh, but the Hordom a Merry Christmas. Um, I would like to uh, shout-out... Um, actually, I will go ahead and shout-out, first off, all the podcasters on Proven Gamer. Uh, we are steadily growing our... Uh, I won't say radio feed, but... Uh, we're, we're, our we're influence. Steadily, there you go. We're steadily uh, increasing our influence and invading ear holes one podcast at a time, I guess. Um, a shout out to my fellow horsemen, uh, Troy, Alex, Mark, who who had to duck and run. He, he, he's he got to go make the monies. And uh, Tricky, who, why, why, why is he MIA tonight? I, I came in late. Somebody he's at work. Oh, he's at work. Oh, he's he's driving a snowplow, even though there is no snow on the ground in New York City right now. Oh, so he's off making the money. So you, you can't blame him for being late uh, there. Um, I will give a shout out to the guild. I know it's been a few weeks. Uh, I will definitely try next week to write down 
all the Platinums that have happened over the last few weeks and give all of you shout-outs next week. Um, a shout-out to my niece, who uh, today, the reason I was late, I was uh, she had a ballet recital down in the, what, what in our area is the big city, and was in the Nutcracker. So I was down there watching her last performance of that. So a shout-out. Holiday um, classic. Yeah. So a shout-out. Holiday shout classic. Shout-out to her. And uh, as they were mentioning throughout the show, if you have been, haven't been checking out the holiday sale, you really should keep an eye on it. Um, for me, the first week, wasn't a whole lot that I'd be interested in this week. There's a lot of really good stuff, so I'm going to assume, or I shouldn't assume, I would, I'm going to say it's safe to say that the next two weeks, they're probably going to keep getting better because that's what the trend is showing so far. So I would I would really keep an eye on it and uh, gift yourself a game or, as Alex said, you know, gift somebody else a game. Uh, yes, and I will most definitely be gifting uh, Until Dawn to one of my friends. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to the listeners, as always, because they're awesome, and we appreciate them so very much for helping create this monster that is Trophy Horse. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Supermassive Games for making Until Dawn, because I really, really uh, like that game. It is fantastic. Go get it. It's on sale right now. If it's not on sale right now when you're listening to this, go buy it anyway, because it's only like 20 bucks, and it's well worth the money. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to uh, the, the crew, the trophy horse, Tricky, who couldn't be here with us. Uh, Lucia had to leave early. Uh, Yield and Troy, uh, as every week, thank you all for joining me here on Sunday. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to the second season of Fuller House. Uh, that Full House was one of my favorite shows as I was a kid, and I still like those characters today, and I enjoy watching Fuller House season two. So a shout-out to that entire cast for bringing just a little bit more light into my life. Um... That is going to be all this week for us here on Trophy Horse. It's been episode 288, inching closer and closer to episode 300. Uh, yeah, uh, until next week, happy trophy hunting. Doodaloo. Remember, everybody, Grandma did get ran over by a reindeer. The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines. <laughs> <laughs>